Buenos Nachos, amigos, and welcome to another fantastic episode of Record Breakers. I'm Petey Rave. We are man with no plan. Uh, here to share music with you and have music shared with me. Uh, with me is my crew, my team, my squad. My screw? My, my scroom? My scroom? Squad team? Squad crew team? There you go. We'll workshop it. Uh, we've got Brett. Uh, right about now, it's time to rock with the Biggity Buck Bumble. Yes. We've got Drew. Hey. And we've got Patrick. Hola. Yeah. We're here to talk about music, share it with each other. And the provider of the music is me this week, uh, providing uh, kind of another one. Another offering uh, from, I think, one of my favorite, uh, my favorite artists from uh, South Korea. <laughs> uh, my favorite band from South Korea, Love Exterio. Really fantastic duo of musicians uh, that do really cool electric, indie, pop, rock, synthy, fun goodness. Uh, and the the first uh, set of songs uh, in album form from their Patreon uh, this year, which is uh, the Love Exteria Patreon, which is promising 37 songs within a year span uh, and uh, to kind of kind of commemorate some birthdays uh, of you know of both of them from birth years. Uh, fittingly the album is fittingly named 37a you know kind of that's like, like three fun. songs a month pd yeah three songs a month uh plus an extra <laughs> yeah plus a bonus one at some point uh yeah and uh i'll tell you, you know, i'll tell you where you can find the patreon after after we get all done but uh this is a really cool album and i'm looking forward to what you guys think but uh before i describe it any further uh let's talk about some expectations um brett what were your expectations coming into this album well um other than the fact that somehow i they, they follow me on twitter uh i i am somewhat aware of this band let's say from a very early record breakers history um so i'm sort of familiar with some of this um, and I kind of knew what was going on, but it had been so long that I had no clue. Like, you know, things change, things are different. And, uh, like from when we started listening to music with PD and, uh, now we're only slightly less qualified to, uh, to review music, but I, I was really, uh, really happy to, to dig into this, to see what a, what a release, what a, what a, what a big release sounds like. Mm -hmm. Uh, Drew, what expectations did you have coming into this? Um, I remembered them, uh, vaguely. It was something that I, I always meant to go back to, uh, cause I enjoyed what I heard. I remembered the sort of pop rocky sort of feel that they had when we listened to them before. So I was excited to get back into it and sort of see what they're doing nowadays. Um, I say nowadays, like it's been forever. Um, but like Brett said, things can change very quickly, especially when like, you start getting in study money and you start getting a little more comfortable and you can sort of do maybe something uh, a little bit different than before and know you're not going to go too far off the rails as far as your security with your fans and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. So, Yeah. Uh, Patrick, what were your expectations coming into this album? 
Uh, so I'm on the uh, Patreon for this, like PD is, because um, that's how they're financing it, which is kind of an interesting model. Just I like bands trying new models to, you know, make a living out of making music. Um, so I've heard a few of these going in, but I had mostly just for the fact that, like, there's an intermediary step between getting the music from Patreon into my Google Music. I haven't really listened to all of it. So once, you know, PD announced that we were going to do this, I was excited because... One, it meant it was in Google Music where I could listen to it with ease. And two, I was excited to have an excuse to spend a week listening to it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and yeah, this is a very cool, it's finally a collected uh, set of songs officially released. Uh, though they've been releasing it, uh, you know, on a couple, every, you know, couple weeks, you know, three, three a month uh, throughout the year. And this is the kind of the collection of, I, I think it's 10 songs, uh, should be around there, uh, the first set of songs. And it's been very cool. Cause, so the interesting thing about this is definitely not an album. <laughs> I mean, it's an album, but it's definitely not an album in the sense that this was one album that they collected, that they did considering this was going to be a, a, a collected set of songs. This is them co- workshopping ideas, creating songs. Uh, a song at a time and so there's not as interconnected but it's definitely it uh, does really cool things of jumping around different ideas and sounds uh it's it's you know a little bit more up tempo in some a little bit more chill in in a couple in a, a couple of the other songs uh, a little bit more moody in, in a few songs uh it's definitely uh more uh they're, they're definitely embracing their synths uh i mean their entire patreon you the, say the diff- yes their entire patreon the different rewards levels are named after different synths in history synthesizers so that is i think tells you a little bit about what their approach is uh with this at at the very least uh but it's it's very kind of like they're, it's them playing with sounds playing with song ideas playing with uh genres uh, and it's fun to kind of get into their heads with with these songs and see them jump around with ideas. Um, Brett, how would you describe this album music? It will be themes elements that caught your attention. Well, I would describe this music as indie synth pop rock, uh, which is it, it. It sort of defies genre, and it, and you can't even like you know brand it as this comes from here, so it sounds like this. It is very different from anything I've listened to before. Um, the uh, the synth pad and drums are so good on this album that I could listen to this album without vocals at all. Um, but the vocals are powerful enough um, that it made me one of the fav- it made it one of the favorite albums the PD's brought. Um, you know, I everybody knows my my love of a well used synthesizer, but this album has it has all of them. Um, and and the way that they use it uh, is is not overdone. Um, and it's not superfluous. Uh, there, there's a reason for everything that's added to the mix. Um, and they don't mess things up. And that is really tough because if I had all the toys, I would be just, you know, I'd be sprung in it every three minutes. Um, but, uh, you know, <laughs> sprung in on the regular. That's right. Uh, twice on Sunday. But uh, let's talk about the vocals because, you know, that's the other half of of the of the show um it, it's not vocal gymnastics 
for the sake of showing that you have vocal range, but the vocals sit so very well in the mix and they cut through in a way and, and in the right times that it just, it, it was very impressive. The harmonies don't get lost in the synth work and uh, they, they add, it, it's an additive sound to the vocals. It's not just they needed to fatten up and make a wall of sound. They were very meticulous about the way that they set up the, the mix um, and the production is tight. Like the execution is, I, I couldn't see any errors when I was looking, <laughs> looking for them. Uh, this, this is a pretty well-made album. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I agree. Uh, Drew, what were your, what were the themes elements that caught your attention? How would you describe this album musically? Well, well, like you said, um, this is put together sort of from the music of Patreon, right? But it's put together in such a way that like you, you can still tell, like there's some sort of idea that they were going into this, like aiming for certain sounds and really emphasizing certain things going forward as a duo and as a group that they wanted to sort of do. At least it felt that way to me. Um, like Brett said, the synth in this, the, that like the synth tone to me throughout the entire record was just something that was really fun. It was the rhythms and the melody that those, the synth and the low end used felt familiar in a way that was really cool, but yet, like Brett said, it's, it's tough to pick out where. Is it like something almost like 90s dance club in spots, something almost 80s dance club in spots, but still has like a pop rock feel to it as well, which is super strange. Like at times, certain songs like came in and made me feel like a like a very like sort of cyberpunk techno sort of feel to it in the way they were using bass. But then at other times it was like this very like vocally dynamic bit. They are able to jump around and not lose their core, which I think is really, really good and really a testament to them. Um, the, <laughs> you, you move the spirit. Drew, he was thinking about pop rocks, and he was like, "Man, the feeling on the tongue." Like, <laughs> um, I, I I seem to remember more of a. Uh, it it seems like uh, Patrick is okay and not dying, so um, I'm gonna try to continue. Um, not dead yet. Okay. Not dead okay. yet. Um, I was gonna say stretch, I, I, stretch, <laughs> cough, pump the arms, pump the arms, pump the arms. Um, I I remember last time there being more of a guitar driven edge to some of the songs and I thought maybe I was a little crazy and then I went back and no, I was right. But, um, this uses synth in a way that like you kind of forget about that. Um, and it's, it's something that I ended up really appreciating a lot. It has a lot going on with it and it has a lot of different things at a lot of different points. And we'll go into that track by track and, you're damn right we like, will. Like, really pinpoint that out. But overall, the tone on the record, I think, was something that was a consistent thing to me. On an album that didn't have a lot of consistencies, the tone 
And the overall feel of that tone going through it, I think, was something that was really astonishing to me and really sort of hit me in the like, oh, wow, this is really sort of relaxing, even when it was upbeat, which was something I don't usually I don't usually think of dance and relax in the same thing. But that's yeah. where this sort of landed with me, yeah. which was weird, but fun. Yeah, you know, chill out and do some jump splits over here. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Some relaxing I'm gonna, I'm jump gonna splits. bop around while I'm sleeping. Like I don't know how that happened, but <laughs> up tempo, mellow. Yeah, uh, <laughs> that, like put mellow, that on my yeah. tombstone. <laughs> uh, up, he was up tempo, mellow. Uh, Patrick, what would be the themes elements that caught your attention? How would you describe this album musically? Um, it was sort of brought up, uh, like. It is not like calling it calling it indie rock misses the the heavy use of synths, which are in full force on this one. Um, I, I always enjoy Toby's guitar work, but but I also have realized, damn, those guys know how to use synths just as a group. Um, and this record really is very very synth heavy, but thematically and sort of you know at its roots, it's still very much what Love X Stereo does. It's it's definitely has more poppy, dancey sort of songs, but the vocals are are probably some of Annie's best from everything I've listened to theirs, and I've pretty much heard all the readily available stuff. Uh, this is this is some of her best vocal work. I think the production work as a whole is at a a very high level, and I think it's maybe it's because they've got this super ambitious project of doing 37 songs in a year and but they're this really feels like they're going for broke in terms of just you know we're gonna we're gonna do all do you know maybe the you know some of the best work of our career but it is it differs i guess from their from their older stuff and that it is this at least this batch of songs is much less guitar heavy and much more synth heavy but the beats feel like you know they fit into what love X stereo does. And the vocals are very, very, very good and, uh, really showcase, uh, Annie's voice in a way that I'm not sure a lot of their previous stuff did. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It, it, it's, it's a, it's something that, uh, you see, I think it, it's, uh, something that where they've kind of grown a lot as a, as a group and are, uh, quite a bit more mature and have, have, uh, kind of gone through their ups and downs uh, as of late, and as with every release, they've they've shown a growth and a maturity, and and it's pretty fantastic. Uh, and they've been, you know, they've been making music together uh, in one form or another for for quite a few years, even before Love X Stereo. Uh, you know, and they're they're veterans, so that the shows a maturity. Uh, and you get into some of the songs, especially like talking about showcasing vocals. Uh, this album you gotta do the record breakers thing this album starts off with a pretty fantastic sh- showcase of what you should expect even if it's not exact everything you should expect the the a very mellow song very well more moody song in maybe i uh opening up the album uh kind of like a uh contemplative uh cool song with very much first things you hear the synths like uh and annie's vocals like <laughs> uh and it's fantastic uh it's it's such a kind of a a mood setter and it works so well uh it transitions over directly to uh dark and light 
which uh, I love their description. They describe it as uh, their their uh, R and B song. <laughs> they had their for the Love Exterior's version of an R and B song, which is which is kind of awesome. And if you kind of actually listen to it, uh, you can um, like I keep imagining like the 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 kind of the synths that are on the front. If there were a horn section, what they would what, sound like, like not synthetic. Yeah, not so uh, horns, but like <laughs> horn horns. Yeah, yeah, horns. Yeah, not kind of horns. <laughs> They're fantastic the way they are, but just even like being able to transpose them in your head to another sound, but you realize how well they connect to that sound, even though they're not that that other instrument, uh, is fantastic, and you can you can feel where they're going with that. Um, I can it, it, it's it's just fantastic. It's just a beautiful. Uh, I get you. It's almost as if those uh, those those sound waves, the the the, the sound wave that they synthesized, ha- had more feeling than the instrument that it came out of, and you could digitize it and make it a button press instead of having to have your chops, yeah. which is a, a great tool. Yes, a great tool. I love a synthesizer because I can't play no horn. Yeah, <laughs> uh, battle wings. That's, that comes out with uh, with a high energy and it's just fantastic. Uh, we had we had a great. They just released a little video on how they built it, and it was just so cool to kind of see them layer things like the the drum beat uh, that they accomplished with the drum machine uh, and the the synths and layering them and timing things and timing in uh, Annie's vocals and that song is just. The way it, it it's made is just so fantastic and has such a great energy. It's so, it's so hype. Uh, and the closer, Rage is Not Enough, the Danger Mix, uh, is kind of, uh, it's just a super cool song. Uh, it has a great video to it. I think it's um, one of the ones that they were promoting a little bit more uh, publicly rather than just being a Patreon song. Uh, and for a good reason. I think it's a, it encapsulates, encapsulates a, a lot of what they do well and, and a lot of what they do well musically with... Uh, the instrumentation, bringing back the guitars, uh, the energy of it. Uh, Annie's vocals are fantastic. Uh, there's just so much to enjoy on the song. Um, Brett, what would be some of the key tracks for you? Well, I'm, I'm going to uh, also talk about Maybe I. Uh, that is a very good track, especially to open the album with because it, it builds slowly. Um, it's got reverbed out vocals and synth and it's very very simple it gets to the point it doesn't really try too much and it gets the job done it's a very solid track especially to open an album uh and immediately when i heard it i was like whoa i'm in for something a little different than what i thought um but you know it it does the album does sort of breathe and move and go different places uh let's talk about lemon spark uh lemon spark is a fun song they're the beat has modulation. Uh, the the it's got that uh, a muted all like a when when a guy's wanting to make like a percussive noise with a guitar, they'll just like mute the string and go tick a tick a tick a tick a tick kind of sound. Um, just the the little thing that was the sprung of this album was the tick a tick a tick a tick. Like it was like wow, that's that's really great that somebody put that in. Um, it, it's a great foundation for a poppy song. Uh, the lyrics are catchy. Uh, the, the vocals themselves have a, have a playful tone. Um, there is also a flawless use of a cowbell and an 80s style fade out. Um, I, I smiled so hard when I heard the cowbell 
going through it with like the good old two-handed cowbell technique uh, fading out. <laughs> I'm like, wow. The, the, you don't hear that very often. Um, and Paradise Lost. Um, you know, uh, you guys ever play like any of those uh, shooters that came out in the, like, the Dreamcast era that had like almost like crazy Japanese like math jazz going on? Um, and it was all done on like a speaker that was this big, but like really what you were, what you were loving on in, uh, battle Garaga or whatever was the, was the beat. Well, this, this, this song had the fucking beat. The hot battle Garaga reference. Well, it's dude, like stage five, that's, that's a hot banger, but no, um, but this song paradise lost has a fucking beat and a half. Like it, it as, as Carl from Aqua Teen hunger force would say, this ain't no boom boom crap, you know. It's it's uh it's it's some fucking it. It blew my mind. I was like, wow, like somebody took the time to put this beat in a song that wasn't exactly necessary. It, it wasn't the most important. Like they they could have gotten away with less, but they didn't. They put the work in, and you know that I could go through more songs on this album, but like I'm sure we'll get to most of them. Yes, <laughs> uh, Drew. What would be some of the key tracks for you? You say we're going to get to most of them. Um, so the ones that I wanted to talk about, um, maybe I, uh, we're going to talk about one record breakers thing. I always say you have a lot writing on your first song to sort of get me the tone of your album, sort of lead it in. Also, if you, if you're using one note and you're starting off that simple and you're building on that, it can go either great or it can sound a little pretentious very quickly. This went great on both fronts. It gets you into that tone that you're going to get with the album. It also builds, like Brett said, absolutely beautifully. Um, It's two minutes into this record. I knew I was going to love this record. Like that's just what it went down to. Uh, Lemon Spark was the next one I wanted to uh, talk about. Um, we hang out too much, Drew. <laughs> you're gonna, you're gonna, you're gonna, hold on. Uh, the bass in this song, I really picked up on. Um, the there's a bass melody that underpins this entire thing. That if I had the tab for, I would love to play along with. It is that type of bass line that, like, reminds me, like, oh yeah, like there's a lot of underpinning of bass, and that's why I picked it up in the first place in great songs. And then the last. Uh, track that I wanted to uh, talk about was one that the drum rhythm that they used reminded me of Jimmy World. Um, uh, and that's the the sort of opening drums in Paradise Lost. Um, the It had that uh, sort of uh, drum fill at the beginning that reminded me of um, uh, I think it was Sweetness if I'm remembering correctly. Um, but the tone didn't fall away from that sort of that weird, almost like dance club sort of sound that you have throughout this and those inspired since, but it added in some of that like pop rock sort of influence um, and letting those sort of meld together in a really neat way, I think was really cool allowing yourself to be flexible. And like I said, um, in the B block sort of letting yourself show like, Hey, we're, we know what we have before. We know what we have going forward. 
we think that it's a cool mix. Come with us on this weird mix. I think that's really cool and shows not only confidence, but just sort of a great sense of musicianship from uh, this duo, as it were. Mm-hmm. Uh, Patrick, Sorry. what would be some, some of the key tracks? <laughs> we're going to talk about more tracks. <laughs> Let's just talk about them all. Uh, maybe I, the opening track. Um, when I said like some of the best vocals Annie's done, uh, this is like front and center, her just killing it on the vocals. Uh, the production is like very full, very rich. The song's nice. It's a lot more mature, I think might be the word I'm looking for compared to some of their earlier stuff. But like not in a bad way, not in like the they're getting old and boring, but like in a they're yeah and they're they're expanding and exploring new ideas and and sort of solidifying where they're going uh bring me back to you uh really really good percussion on this one of my very very few nitpicks with their early stuff was the percussion choices on some of their songs were not not to my taste and this song is very much to my taste it's you know kind of a dance it's it's a dance song but like in the right places and the percussions are really really good uh battle wings which pd brought up it's sort of it's it's kind of a hot banger of a single the drums are like if you took the idea of drum and bass and just like slowed it down 40 percent and made it a little softer you have this and it works i'm kind of amazed at how much it like that sort of classic drum track works. Um, and uh, I really like the bass synths on it. It was, uh, it was really good and good vocals again. And then uh, parallel universe, just because we get Toby playing guitar again uh, it, on a very synth heavy record. I'm glad to hear uh, some guitars mixed back in there. And it had sort of a cool sax solo thing in it. Um, I don't know if it was a real sax or what, but it was uh it was pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, it, yeah, it works really well. Uh, it probably was not a real sax, but <laughs> uh, probably but, not. Uh-huh. I don't care. It was cool. I don't but care it what was, it, was, it was, but cool. it was. That's all that matters. It was clearly trying to be a sax. Fake yeah, sax was, is really good. Yes. Yeah. Like <laughs> as long as you're practicing safe sax, I don't care what it is. Yes, exactly. Maybe, maybe uh, it was like somebody with an iwi. I don't know. Who knows? Hey, you keep your ewe away from my face, dude. Once but. in a while, they pop up on the local Craigslist, and I have this moment where I'm like, "Do I need an ewe?" And then I realize I never played a woodwind in my life, and I wouldn't know how. <laughs> hey, after it. watching what Moon Hooch did with an ewe, I want to tweet that out after seeing yes. what Moon Hooch <laughs> did with an ewe. But yeah, let's uh, carry on. <laughs> yes, let's carry on uh, our wayward son. Uh, Let's talk about let's let's bring it back around talk, around the horn. Uh, talk about some conclusive thoughts. What kind of a horn? What kind of a yeah. uh, Brett? What would be your conclusion on this album? Well, I, this was an album that was made almost as if it was something that I wanted, <laughs> like, but I didn't know exactly what parts I wanted to throw together. This is like the the great stir fry of music that uh, you never know what what kind of spice is going to end up in there when Petey brings stuff. And it was already something I was pretty pretty positive on before. But you know when you when you sprinkle that that, that the the secret herbs and spices of synthesizer and like hot beats, um, you're going to get Brett Hibbard love any day I, of the week. I, I, be, I believe the dish is called music bokumbap. 
okay. Uh, I, I will, I will trust PD on all of his knowledge. The other thing I did want to say is PD, you bring a lot of things that could, that come from the peninsula. Um, and, uh, we, we listen to a lot of things that are very obviously not something that is going to be to the, it's not going to be right to the palate of many people. It's, it's more of a doing homework and learning more about what music is like in other places. I, I could put this on when anybody's in my house and nobody would complain. Um, at, at least for the music, they'll complain at me, but, um, I was playing Buck Bumble all day for my yeah. wife. I'm sorry, guys. I won't talk about Hulk rules this time. I, they, but I, uh, I, I sympathize with Daisy on that one. Yeah. Uh, yeah uh, and man, Buck Bumble has been stuck in my head. And now I've done to a bunch of other people, but, um, but no, this is a solid album. And, uh, if, if you don't like this, well, I think less of you. I don't know, but this is, this is pretty, this is a pretty tight, tight album. Yeah. Tight, tight, tight. Uh, tight, tight, tight. Uh, Drew, what would be your conclusions on this album? Um, when you said we were going to revisit Love Exteria, I'm going to be honest. My thought was, oh, geez, if they suck this time, that would be really bad because they might actually end up hearing that we think they suck this time. Uh, luckily, that was very far from the case. Uh, this is a band that is still fantastic like i said before um it was stuff that as uh now that i'm hearing that they have a patreon and sort of discovering that i'm glad that this type of music is coming out having an alternative method uh for uh, musicians to sort of get money especially when they want to sort of explore uh, different ideas in the sound. So obviously they're still keeping their main uh, stuff going on, but trying out uh, different inspirations, I think is really, really cool. And something like that can offer that very direct thing. If we can like, I think it's something that definitely deserves I'll listen. They're a band that is doing something new and doing something interesting. And I, it is, I've said it before and I'll say it again. Bands like this are why I love doing the show because it allows us to sort of share the weird different offshoots that we find and really go into it. And I enjoy music better having heard a wider breadth of music and this band is definitely something that I never would have heard of before and absolutely love uh, since I've heard them. So. Yeah. Uh, Patrick, what would be your conclusions on this album? I love the ambition of their Patreon. Just like, Hey, we're going to do like a whole bunch of songs this year. Cause why the fuck not? And I really like that. They're, I actually kind of like this sort of direction with their music where it's a lot more synth heavy. I hope we get the guitars later in the year and I assume we will, but like I I'm going to get basically three love X stereo albums this year instead of, you know, maybe one. So I'm, I'm, I am a happy person. This was, I really enjoyed this. I'm going to be listening to this for the next several months. It will be in regular rotation and uh, seriously go listen to love X stereo. And if you like what they do, they're on Patreon, patreon.com slash lovexstereo. Give them a dollar. Yeah. Like so, literally so, a dollar so, a month. Just give them that. It will help them. 
so so patrick would you say that the boodle deedle doos are the uh, being exchanged for synthesizer works nine times out of ten yeah pretty much yeah but it's okay i, I did it's not really miss the good synth work yeah it's really good synth work i and like i said i i love what toby does with a guitar it's very much in that you know it isn't it isn't all traditional guitar stuff it's a lot of creating texture and layers and sound stuff that also can be done really well with a synthesizer so it it fills it it's different but it also is stylistically similar it's just you know a different voicing of the same ideas this is really good go listen to it mm-hmm. like go uh, listen to it and if you like it give them a dollar maybe two maybe ten if you've got a lot of money to throw out there yeah. but you uh, know that's the thing about patreon like Give people a little bit of money and they'll make you more things. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, they're, they're, this fantastic. This album is fantastic, and it's all it's a it's proof in the pudding of exactly what uh, their w- how well they work and how good they are as musicians, and uh, it is proof that this project is bearing fruit. Uh, and this uh, is proof that this uh, they can do. Honestly, they can do no wrong as far as I'm concerned. Uh, you might think differently. I And I would hate you for it. I'd just sit here and judge you if you, you think differently. Uh, no, not really. But uh, uh, this is a really fantastic album. It's a nice collection of songs. Uh, it works so well together just because uh, they have... Uh, they are able to be consistent with the quality of their work while still being able to get experimental uh it is just beautiful sounds beautiful vocals great musicianship they're just really a really great team when it comes to just constructing really cool songs and it's just so much fun to sing and listen to and sing along to and it's uh i can imagine it's it's really fun to sing as well uh it is it is such a cool album and so well made and love exterior is so fantastic um like one of the things i would say like ever since it 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 was uh discovering them was a happenstance uh offshoot of me discovering like k-pop you know doing this k-pop podcast that i do halijuku at kpoppodcast.com sure like subscribe yeah sure like a hammer on that button yeah (laughs) uh and I would say, like, the, the K-pop stuff is a, a fun sojourn and, like, doing wacky stuff and uh, and listening to fun pop music. But Love Exterio, though it came from that, they're a group that I'm going to love far beyond my losing interest in K-pop and be, being fo- hyper-focused on something else. They're just a band that I love in my litany of bands that I love. Uh, and they will stay there just uh, on that pedestal, and they're so fantastic. Um, yeah, uh, go listen to it. Just, just do it. Do it now. Uh, you should have already done it. Do it. That's your homework. I don't do know, it. I don't know. Um, but yeah, let's let's cut right down to the main of the end of the evening. Now that we have shared our conclusions, let's get to our haiku reviews. Brett. What is your haiku? A tight little gem. I certainly would have missed. Why, thank you, Petey. Uh, Drew, what is your haiku? An old favorite. 
with some amazing new stuff did not disappoint. Uh, Patrick, what is your haiku? Ambitious part one of a much larger project. Lots to enjoy here. Mm-hmm. And then I've got my haiku. Uh, see the many sides of my favorite duo from the ROK. Um, yeah, go check out this album on our Spotify playlist. Play Record Breakers, the home game. Play along at home. Do your homework. Follow along as the weeks go by. Um, you can also find the Patreon, like Swagger said, like Patrick said, uh, on at patreon.com slash lovexstereo. Uh, just go there if you'd like. If you like this album and you want to support them, you know, like I said, give a dollar, give more, whatever you feel like you can. Uh, do you know, like, like, uh, like you if you've done Patreon before, you know how it works. If you haven't, it's just you do your part to support something existing, which is really cool. Um, and it's way better than a commentary track that's shoddily done. Yeah, this is an album of quality music. And you just get you get to make it happen. You get to be part of that. Uh, plus, you get to listen to them as they come out, as they as they make them. Uh, but yeah, go check that out on our, on that Spotify play, play, playlist. Presumably, play whip, play whip. whip uh, is going to be next week's album. That album is provided by Patrick. Patrick, what do you got for us next week? Um. So I I had. I didn't know what I wanted to do. And then I realized that there's an indie folk band that made an album about wrestling, uh, sort of. It's the Mountain Goats and their album Beat the Champ. Uh, yes, I'm intrigued. It's sort of about wrestling, sort of. Sort of. Kind of like Hulk It has a song about Chavo Guerrero Sr. Uh, not Junior? It's interesting. No, it's about Sr., Okay. Chavo Guerrero, the okay. elder. The the Chavo Not, Guerrero that doesn't have me blocked on Twitter. The, the recently deceased Chavo Guerrero. The late Chavo Guerrero. <laughs> As opposed There's to a Guerrero that has you blocked on Twitter? Yeah. yeah. Are you blocked? The junior. <laughs> <laughs> and, That's hilarious to me. Record Breakers, me. the post show, is going to be awesome. Me. Oh, old controversial PD rave getting right. blocked on Twitter. You know, you know, I, I me really and my scrolling of celebrity to infuriate Chavo such that he felt the need. To we'll, we'll, we'll talk. We'll talk. We'll talk. Uh, <laughs> but before, but beyond that, uh, but we'll, we'll, we'll look forward to that album next week. Uh, and the discussion for that. Uh, but that's next week, and this is this week. And you can, of course, find us all over the internet. Patrick is at the swagger. Brett is at hibbidibarebred, H-I-B-B-I-T-Y-B-I-B-B-A-R-D. Drew is at X2SuperX. I'm at PD Rave. The show is at 4 Record Breakers. That's number 4 Record Breakers. Recordbreakerspodcast.com. Recordbreakerspodcast at gmail.com is our email. If you want to email us, thoughts, concerns, complaints, do it. Uh, Rebelli.net for this and other shows. Rebelli TV on YouTube and other places. Share, like, subscribe, do all things. Until next time, hasta los huevos. Fighting!
Diamond Club hopes you have enjoyed this program. <laughs> I like that you say do it the same way that uh, Solid Snake tells his dog to poop. Do it. <laughs>